Jessica. And I'm Rico. And this is ATC Presents Daebak K Rambles, where a couple of friends review Korean dramas. Except I've been watching K dramas since 2012, and Rico is pretty new. What, what drama is this? Six? This is number six. Hey! That is <laughs> Rico, how you been? I've been pretty good. Uh, you know, just going through and really seeing how these Korean dramas operate. Uh, I, I can't speak too much. It's only number six for me. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm picking up on stuff uh, oh, that I'm starting to notice as. Oh, my God. I hope you took notes on like what I kind of want to say stuff. they're cliches almost oh, because you're the, noticing tropes. I'm noticing tropes uh, oh, on sweet. these Korean dramas, like certain things happen. And it's like, ah, uh, OK. We saw that before. I saw this before. <laughs> oh, wait, this is I guess this is supposed to be significant. So, oh my God, I can't wait to get into so it. I stuff cannot like that. wait. So yeah, so we'll definitely talk about a crash landing on you. That's right. We are talking about crash landing on you this episode. Uh, but before we do, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on the Apple Podcasts, we're on the Spotify, we're on the Google, and many more. If you like us, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Only five stars, guys. Don't be petty. It's going to go such a long way into me getting a season two, but also for more listeners to enjoy our lovely rantings and ramblings. That is correct. <laughs> also, you could come check us out on social media to stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews. Also, by the way, keep track of uh, Jessica. She has been doing a great job with the social media on that side. If you want to oh check God. out Twitter and Instagram, that is at ATC Daybok Pod. Once again, that's at ATC Daybok Pod. Lastly, if you're a fan of this show, our other show, the Always the Critic podcast, please consider becoming a patron. It goes a, it's a great way and it goes a long way uh, for us to be able to do more stuff with the show. It gets you involved with the show and it shows your support. So you can go ahead and check us out on patreon.com slash always critic pod. That's right. So uh let's get into it crashing on crash landing on you um do you want to go ahead and give us the asian wiki synopsis let's do this all right all right uh yun is an heiress to a conglomerate in south korea one day while paragliding an accident caused by <laughs> strong winds leads yun to make an emergency landing in north korea there she meets ri jong hyok who is a North Korean army officer. He tries to protect her and hide her. Soon, Ri Jong-hyuk falls in love with Yoon Se-ri. Yeah, so um, this show starts on the most preposterous <laughs> note. <laughs> um, oh. She's paragliding. She paraglides into North Korea, like Wizard of Oz style. A tornado happened. I looked up tornadoes in Korea. Like, they do not happen. Korea doesn't get tornadoes. So automatically it's just outlandish and foolish. But, I mean, we go from there. This show originally aired from December 2019 to February 2020. It's pretty recent. Pretty recent. It is 16 episodes long. And it was directed by Lee Jung-hyo. He directed... Um, in Need of Romance from 2012, which I watched. <laughs> I remember watching <laughs> that show. Um, he directed Heartless City from 2013, which is actually, I think you would really like that show, Rico, because it's a dark noir crime mm, show. And I remember right being like, alley. hand over heart. Like, I remember watching most of it, like, 
oh shit like this is like, like that serious huh? raw yeah ah, like it was see, serious you're kind of speaking my language there i know maybe maybe i'll have you watch heartless city one day um a witch's love from 2014 he also directed my first time from 2015 the good wife in 2016 and romance is a bonus book from 2019 which stars Lee jung sook from w hey. that's our guy casey okay <laughs> so yeah we talked about w actually so if you want to scroll back on your podcast feed you can hear all about us and W. This show was written by Park Jiyun, and she is actually a prolific writer. When I looked up her uh, filmography, I was just shocked. So she did Queen of Reversals in 2010. Okay. And then she did My Love from the Star from 2013, 2014. I don't know if you've heard of this drama. My Love from the Star? No. No? Oh, my God. So this is like... It did gangbusters. It went overseas. It was like sparked like a new Hollywood wave, and it was so popular. It like made chicken and beer like popular. You know wow! What I'm saying? It was like a thing. So interesting. Definitely, if you're a K drama fan or you're new to K drama, definitely watch My Love from the Star. People got opinions now. Want to come back and say it's not so great? Look, it's also you know up there with Boys Over Flowers with popularity and just how iconic it is. Ah, I see. Yeah. So she also wrote The Producers from 2015 and The Legend of the Blue Sea, which stars Lee Min Ho from Boys Over Flowers. Boys Over Flowers. Yes. Yes, I definitely remember that. So she is a very um, interesting writer to keep an eye on. So let's get into the the who, what, when, where. Let's see the starring roles here. Do you want to kick us off like... First dude. All right. So it stars uh, Hyun Bin. Yes. Uh, he is Captain Ri Jong Hyuk. Uh, yeah. He is, I guess, mostly known for TV. Uh, um, I guess. So here, I'll jump in. I'll yeah, jump in. You, so you jump in on that. I have known Hyun Bin personally for many years. <laughs> personally. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're on a first name basis. But anyway, he basically shot to fame. With this show called My Name is Kim Sun-soon from 2005. And ever since then, he's been, you know, a hot ticket in the world of K-drama. And with Secret Garden from 2010, he just became astronomically famous overnight. Um, Secret Garden is another like really big K-drama, very iconic. It's actually a body swap romance. A body swap romance. Yes, like Freaky Friday style. Get out of here. I'm not joking. <laughs> so um, Secret Garden, huge. Definitely watch it if you haven't already. He also starred in Hide Jekyll Me from 2015, which I think he had like multiple personalities. It, it kind of sounds like it. It, because it sounds it, like that's what it, it is. And I think from it, reading a synopsis five years ago, that's what it was. Um, and then he also starred in Memories of the Alhambra from 2018 to 2019. You can catch that on Netflix. It's actually, I believe, a Netflix original. I strongly disliked Memories of the Alhambra. Really? It had one of the most interesting premises I've ever seen, and it just squandered it. So definitely, if you're going to go in and watch Memories of the Alhambra, take it with a grain of salt. might not be as good as you think. Um, He's also done movies, but that's mostly his TV career. And then we also have its stars Sonia Jin as Yunseri. She is one of the nation's first loves. What Which is the title? Okay, so I feel like over here in America we have like oh America's sweethearts. Ah, 
Yeah, so, it's basically that. Yeah, so like a Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. She's like up there with Julia Roberts, basically. Meg Ryan type of like. Yeah, there's like a lines. handful of actresses that they're like, oh my god, it's the nation's first love. Like, ah, okay. yeah. So she's basically one of Korea's sweethearts. Got it. And she started, you know, she gained popularity through this movie called A Moment to Remember in two thousand from two thousand four. And it's I want to give a special shout out to a moment to remember, because when I was first getting on my, you know, K entertainment journey, that was the movie that I saw on Netflix. Really? That gave me Korean drama recommendations. The algorithm worked. in the algorithm started working its magic through there. Because I watched a moment to remember and she plays. Oh, my God. It was this really melodramatic sad movie she plays this young woman who gets like early onset dementia i'm sorry you're yes it was super emotional i was bawling you know i don't cry at things no i I was bawling in my room in the dark so that's how i started so i really she's got like she's close to me in that sense because like oh i started my my journey you know with her basically and that movie um, she's also been in a lot of TV, a lot of movies, but TV, I want to give a shout out to Personal Taste from 2010. That's when I first saw her, um, in a K-drama and that's also with Lee Min Ho. Lee Min Ho. Hey, they started together. And then Something in the Rain from 2018, which is a Nuna romance, which means she's the older woman and there's oh, a younger man. Gotcha. I want to push Something in the Rain real fast because I have been on Instagram and on Twitter and stuff lately. I'm hearing negative things about something in the rain. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. That that show slaps so hard. It is so atmospheric mm. and it's got a really unique ambiance to it and a very realistic sense about it. Um, it is so lovely. And I, I sure people are calling it a slow burn, but whatever. If you're into what I just said, watch something in the rain. It's beautiful. I don't mind a, a slow burn. I don't mind yeah. one. It's uh, oh as long God. as it, it knows where it's going. It does know where it's going. Good. So anyway, that's a side note, but side something note. in the rain. Definitely put that in your queue because it's also on Netflix. So we also, I'll finish up like with the two second leads. So So Ji He plays Soldan and Kim Jong Hyun plays Gu Sung Jung, which is like the swindler guy. He recently got big because he starred in this show called Mr. Queen, which is a Saguk drama. Okay. And he plays the king in it. So anyway. Uh, and Saguk kinda, is a, a time Oh, historical. Period. Historical. Yeah, got period it. piece. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I'm, I'm catching on. Oh, sorry. I really just wrote Saguk in the notes, guys, and just expected Rico to be like, I. <laughs> yeah, but no, I got it, though. I figured it out. Okay. I think I said it last time, too, or maybe a couple episodes ago. So I want to go back to Hyunbin and Sonia Jin because they starred in a movie together called The Negotiation from 2018, so a few years ago. Okay. And she played a crisis negotiator. I've never seen this movie, by the way. This is just like synopsis. She plays a crisis negotiator for the police, and he plays the villain. He's like a weapon smuggler for an international crime organization, hmm. and she is basically negotiating with him through a hostage situation, the whole movie. And they only share like one scene together. Really? Yeah, because it's all like remote. It's like they're not face to face. They're not face to face. Right. Uh-huh. So that is part of the reason why them starring together in Crash Landing on You was such a big deal because people saw them in the movie and they had great chemistry and they weren't even together. 
Hmm. They weren't even acting together. Yeah. So uh, this was a long time coming. Uh, I think it might go without saying that they are dating in real life. Ah, okay. Yes. That's where it was going. Yes, that's where it's going because they're a real life couple. It's uh, the Ben Jin couple, Riri couple. Bless them. Okay, so let's get into the show. How yes. did you like Crash Landing on You? Can uh, Let me just say one thing first before okay, go. we continue here. Um, so I've already talked about this, I think, on every episode already. And it's the the length of the episodes. This, what this are you doing one. to me? Jessica. I am so sorry. So <laughs> this show is like an hour and a half. I'm watching a movie episode. every episode. It does feel like it. And I honestly did not think that it was that long until I got to a certain episode. I think except episode 10 or something. I was like, Jesus, these are so long. I feel like it should have ended 20 minutes ago. And I kept pausing, pausing, pausing right at the hour mark to see how much was left. And it was it was nerve wracking. So it was very what was happening to too. me was happening to you because you're used to an hour format. Yeah, and yeah. these were going past that. I I'm used to like the 45 minute, and it you know it goes past that. So an hour and a half <laughs> per episode. <laughs> it's a Disney movie. And then two hours pretty much for the finale. Mm. Like I'm watching a movie every single episode. It's, it's I insane. Feel so bad. I'm so sorry because I forgot too. like I was watching like chugging along and then episode 10 around there. I was like, why am I like it's just dragging? Like, why is it so long? Right. It's, yeah. it, 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 that's what it felt like. There's so many. Uh, OK, so <laughs> about the show itself, let's focus on that. I think the yeah. show you could have gotten away with shortening down scenes because they really extend stuff unnecessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like just a quick example. There's one, I believe it's in episode four, if I'm not mistaken, or episode five, where after um, him, uh, now I'm forgetting names. Okay, oh. I, I got this. Okay. After, after the captain... And, um, man, I am blank. Okay, you, Seti, Sir, Seti and Seti, Captain Ree. Yes, there we go. So after Seti, basically they come around a corner and his fiance is there, right? Right. And so like they have this entire thing, and then she goes inside. Uh, Seti goes inside, mm-hmm. and she has this really long conversation with like the group of women. Right, and the neighborhood Ajumas. Like, it could have been shortened down. Like, the, the conversation went on too long. And I noticed that I was like, when is this scene going to end? <laughs> like, it's that one scene lasted very long time. So that's uh-huh. just like a brief example. That That's what I'm saying. It's just a brief example. Uh, there's something in the finale that I think you think it's the end, but then there's still more. Uh, <laughs> so that that's my yeah. biggest issue is that I think uh-huh. that it is too long. Now. In in regards to the story, the story is good. It's a good story. Um, I think that <laughs> You're gonna let me people. let me talk about the leads. Okay. Um, Hyunbin. No, I no no no. no. Uh, actually, okay. Son uh, Yejin, who okay. plays Yun Seri. Yeah. I thought she was great. I thought yeah, she was amazing. she's she's amazing. She really carries any scene she's in. She's very expressive. Uh, you know, she emotes very well. 
throughout. Uh, mm-hmm. I really buy her as that heiress, but you know, who is out of her element and mm-hmm. now is like, you know, stuck in North Korea. You know, she's yeah. a basically she's a South Korean princess, pretty much like you know, <laughs> modern day. Yeah. Um, Stop it because she did play a, a uh, there we go princess in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> and so I I did like her. Now when it comes to uh, Hyun Bin, didn't like you. Oh I thought he was my fine. God. I thought he was fine. I think that I think the problem mostly is with the character. He's too cold. Okay. So that is what I think as well. It's like purely the character because I've seen Hyunbin in like a dozen other things and yeah. he is not that way in every single like this is a choice. This is definitely. a choice. Right. 100% to play the character like this very cold, um, very um, non-expressive and just kind of chill the whole time. Yeah. So um, like nothing really phases him. Nothing or, phases or, him. And so you're. I didn't really have too much of a problem buying the love story. I think that there's a lot of moments that, yes, the love story works. Uh, you know, their first kiss, like the moments that they're interacting with each other. But there's a lot of times where it's just it doesn't feel like he's reciprocating what needs to be felt in a in a relationship, you know. And again, that could be mostly the character. He's playing, you know, a North Korean soldier. You know, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a type of living that happens in North Korea. A- again, this is being told from a South Korean, you know, point of view, this this entire right. story. So, you know, they probably made that character that way. That probably brings a bit of a problem with the with the way the dynamic works for the relationship. So in in some moments, it's good. And in some moments, it feels kind of like oh, I want a little more here. So I would agree that he's pretty, pretty cold throughout yes. the whole thing. Um, he's got kind of like a scowl on his face throughout most of the pretty show. Pretty much, it's etched onto his face. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind that because the moments where he livens up or he smiles, it's just like, oh my God, like a breath of fresh air almost. Because you're seeing that facade crack and her, you know, getting to him. And really sort of digging down through that whole really hard exterior and, you know, make him feel happy again. I think part of the whole thing with them is that she is a compliment to him. And she, you know, besides the whole fact that they're faded lovers, is that, you know, he's been very unhappy and depressed and alone ever since his brother died. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and so for her to come into his life, it's just she's just like, you know, the sun has come out finally. And so I really feel like throughout the show, he kind of opens up some more. Not that his personality completely diminishes. No. And he's like a new person all of a sudden. But I really feel like he needs her and she needs him. Yes. So I agree more like in that, that respect, I re- their love story really works as well. Right. I agree more with the sentiment that he needs her. Um, I, I can get <laughs> I can see where you uh, where you're saying that she needs him as well. But I think it's more that he needs her to be able to open up and be able to express himself and be mm-hmm. able to 
crack a smile, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. stuff like that. So uh, I, that's what I wanted to mention. Um, the the intrigue of her, you know, going back in the first half. Let I don't want to talk too much about spoilers, but she's on the North Korean side of the border. So, yes. you know, the whole story is how is she going to get back and what's going to happen with this uh group this uh, troop of uh mm-hmm. soldiers who yeah. is basically hiding her and yeah. so that there's the intrigue there uh, i i like the fact that they're they have a secret and they have to try to you know get her out but at the same time like there's things about the mechanics of it that just okay here here's the best <laughs> the thing. mechanics any anything she paraglided into north korea no not that's not what i mean i, okay, I don't okay. mean that part although god i'm like i think like believability is kind of out the window at that point no i wouldn't but, say believability it's just okay the manner of how when we don't see our leads on screen and we're looking at you know like the north uh north korean military and you know like they're basically their investigation and stuff it kind of sidetracks the show a bit and you're kind of just waiting for it to come back to the whole oh you know we have a plan what are we going to do how is this going to happen how are we going to get her back Mm. you know and so a lot of it is just you waiting for that to come back on screen you know when 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 it's not happening when we're dealing with that general i can't remember his name but the general Uh, from north korea i will just call him general bad guy yeah general bad guy um, when he's on screen and we're seeing like him, like, uh, you know, we, we heard that there's possibly a spy or, you know, there's an informant or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, we need to spend less time here mm. and let's get back to our main, our main I, people. I, I agree with that. I agree with that completely is that the stakes felt higher when we were basically just trying to solve this problem of getting her back to South Korea. Yeah. And, oh my God, we're going to get caught. You know, the neighborhood is on to us. How do we, you know, stop her from getting taken by the state security department, all this stuff. And it's I don't, very compelling. That's what you want to see. That's, yeah. I think, the main goal of, like, that first half of the show. Yeah. And then to get sidetracked by, like, the political machinations yes. in North Korea and those characters that are just being bad for bad sake right um it's doesn't really service of a draw yes doesn't really service like the main love story and no. this is pure like love story yeah this, this is, is a, a love drama story. yeah and you want to see uh a love story have complications like throw you know throw roadblocks into the story as to why they can't be together or why it's going to be hard for them to be together and they have to overcome that stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's great but you know less time with the backstory, the side B plot, more focus on the main plot. You know, I don't mm. mind having a bad guy, you know, a bad yeah. guy that is continuously in the story, chasing them. You know, you right, think right, right. they're going to get caught, you know, so mm-hmm. close. And then, yeah. you know, they get away type of thing. But <laughs> just a little too much time. So those are a couple of things that I I want to point out. One last thing I'll point out and then I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. let you uh, speak, of course. Um, I really enjoyed the way this was shot. It oh, really yeah. does have like a cinematic look to it. Um, the product, the production value is through the roof on it. Outside of some of the 
like special effects that they had to do here and there. Like, for example, <laughs> in that first episode, that tornado and and there's another time where like a truck is rolling down a mountain and it falls down to the bottom and it blows up and, you know, it just, you know, very yeah, I, yeah. not great. But other than that. I thought it just looked beautiful. Like the colors mm. pop. Everything was really everything crisp. Everything was crisp. So I I love the way it looked on screen as well. Yeah. So um so my interpretation of this drama is that it's pretty great. It's pretty great. I watched it originally when it aired and I was all caught up in the the whole mess of like social media watching the watching K drama with social media is a totally different experience to watching oh, totally. it by yourself in a in a vacuum yes. essentially which is how I started watching K drama right. so i feel like i was really hyped on this drama because it was the drama of the season essentially mm-hmm. it was so stupid popular um yeah. and it still is i feel like it um, introduced a lot of people to K-drama because they released it on Netflix. And so people had easy access there to this brand new drama that was like doing gangbusters over in South Korea. And then it just whoosh, like took over the world. Um, I feel like I, you can read my original thoughts like on the blog of Crash Landing on You, but essentially like I felt like the first half had really high stakes mm-hmm. and I was really interested in it yes. and had really good pacing. And I was like, ooh, like really thrilled with it. And then the latter half, it kind of slows down a lot. It does. And we're back in South Korea, spoiler alert. And it just seemed like they didn't know where to take it. Like they didn't know how to end it. No. How everyone was going to go back to where they were supposed to go. And that really irked me because, you know, you had all this great writing in the beginning, all this tension and suspense, action sequences, you know, people on motorcycles. And uh, it just seemed like... The end half of the show was almost like too typical of a K-drama for me. Okay. Even though I really like these characters, I love this couple. um, And even the second couple as well. Like the second second couple couple is really, really strong as well. One of the best second leads that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I actually was thinking, oh, this is not a bad second romance here. Yeah. The secondary romance is really strong. So I enjoyed that and I'm glad that the secondary romance really amped up in the second half of the show to give it like a little bit more of that tension and quick paced speed that I was liking from the first half of the show because the second couple are basically going through the same issues of their being chased and all this stuff. They can't be together, all this stuff. Um, I feel this much the same way as I did before on the ending is that it wasn't the ending that I wanted but it seemed to just like fit the bill as far as what you needed from a romance show like you need a happy ending yeah of course you know and this was just kind of the puzzle piece fit even though it wasn't like quite perfect you know what I'm saying like oh I found this piece and it like kind of works it looks like it but it's like slightly elongated so yeah, you like just yeah. You just shove it in yeah, there, exactly. and that's how the ending felt to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are my general thoughts. Yes. We're gonna get into spoilers in a second, but I do want to talk about how popular the show was. How popular? Because according to Wikipedia, the you know Encyclopedia Britannica of the internet, <laughs> um, <laughs> it is the highest rated TVN drama. TVN is the the network, 
and the third highest rated South Korean TV drama in cable television history. Hey, wow, that's a pretty big deal. Yes, and I read this article that was very interesting talking about why they thought this did so well and why it was so popular. And one of them was it's two Hallyu stars Mm -hmm. who are really popular and they're perfect in age. They're both 39 or in their 30s when they filmed it. Um, Two tried and tested K-drama characters, a tribal and a soldier. Tribal means like an heir. An heir. Um, Yeah, heir to a conglomerate, basically. Um, Silver Spoon, person who's never really had to work yeah, in their life. pretty much. That sort of character, very popular in K-drama. Descendants of the Sun is and then one of the examples. Soldier, exactly. Descendants of the Sun is a great example, which you can scroll back in your pocket so you didn't listen to us talk about Descendants of the Sun as well. Um, you have this crazy, unrealistic love story, which I said before, like, people don't come to K-drama to get, like, a realistic <laughs> romance. Um, by any stretch, there's always something that's a little bit like, wow, fantastical. Right. This was a mix of rom-com action and suspense, which very similar to like Descendants of the Sun and W, like these romance dramas have a little bit of other genres in them right. as well. Yeah. So you have this also stellar supporting cast because you talked about the crew before. Yeah. Ree's crew. Yeah, yeah. Love every single one of They're them. They're very good. Very- They're crafted kind of like a K-pop group, like a mm. like a boy band. Almost. Oh, because like there's they different each have their own roles. Yes, distinctive. Like okay, this is the grouchy one. This is the funny one. This is the right or like you know the dwarves from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. There you go. They they definitely have each their own personality and look to them, and that helps with the dynamic you know of this ensemble cast. So I really like every every supporting character in it as well. And then this is the big one, the unique depiction of North Korea. Let's talk about mm. that because personally, I haven't seen a North North South Korean romance since The King Two Hearts, which was back in 2012. And that show starred Hyunbin's Secret Garden co-star, Hajiwon. Okay. Amazing. She's from North Korea. She's like a North Korean elite soldier. Okay. And she marries... <laughs> She marries the king of of South Korea. Oh my god! Because in that nice. in that show, like Korea is a monarchy still. Anyway, it's buck wild. Definitely go watch it because it's actually very good. Um, the production on Crash Landing, they did a lot of research into North Korea, and they had to walk this like really fine line because no one's ever really seen the, what goes on in North Korea. Like mo- it's the most repressive authoritarian regime in the world, and so. There's a lot of rules in South Korea about how North Korea can and cannot be presented because they don't want to almost like uh, have like propaganda for North Korea. Yeah. So they had to walk this fine line. They were like, we at the end, we got to we got permission to show propaganda slogans, but we could never say um, the names of North Korea's ruling family like Kim Jong Il and Kim Jong Un. Like we couldn't say their names at all. the pins that everyone wears, like the little North Korean pins, yeah, they have an, uh, like an illustration of the leader on it, but they had to make it super small. Like they shrunk the size of the pin for the oh show because it's like actually <laughs> huge. Right. <laughs> so all these things they had to do. And the drama is basically been praised by a lot of like North Korean escapees and defectors uh, who are like reviewing the details of the show. And they're like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, 
so yeah, I want to applaud the show because they took, did their homework. They went through all the books. They sought out experts. They talked to the North Korean defectors. And, you know, it's it shows because this show is very, like the depiction of North Korea is probably one of the most interesting parts of the show. It it's, just gives us to a me. glimpse. It gives us a glimpse of mm-hmm. what life is like in North Korea. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, there's not much else to go off of because, again, we don't get this many looks at this locale. locale. So, mm-hmm. you know, going based off what we see, yeah, it's, it's an interesting look. And, yeah, it is interesting in, you know, overall mm-hmm. that we're actually seeing a side of something we don't normally see. Yeah, behind closed doors. Exactly. So- We'll, we'll talk more about that and, of course, a love story in spoilers. Hey, you want to come in? Okay, so let's talk about North Korea a little bit because I like that each episode has like a little nugget, basically, of some sort of culture shock between North Korea and South Korea. Um, like in episode two... Captain Ree is making like this bowl of noodles from scratch. Yeah. He's freaking kneading the dough, making the pasta. And uh, the crew is like, his crew are shocked that everyone in South Korea has cell phones. Shocked that Seti eats meat <laughs> twice a day. Like she's like, I eat meat twice a day. And they're like, you're lying. Like oh, they don't so believe they her. Don't yeah. Believe her. Yeah. She's shocked that they don't know what they don't have a fridge. They keep their kimchi in a kimchi cellar. And they're like, oh, yeah, the kimchi cellar. And she's like, this is amazing. This is like <laughs> organic. <laughs> so I really it's played for comedic effect a lot of the time. But at the same time, it's very sad. <laughs> like I find it very, you know, yeah, sad it, because it, they're so shocked. Yeah, about they're shocked by very what, basic things. Exactly what yeah. we basically believe to be just regular everyday you know things that we take for granted type of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they are just looking at it as like no that can't be possible like yeah they like don't believe her insane. um which is so it's so sad um i thought that something else that was really groundbreaking was basically the depiction of like community in north korea mm-hmm. the village coming together to oh, make kimchi okay gotcha yeah like did you did you see when they were like they're uh, rinsing out the kimchi, uh, putting it in like salt water and then mixing it all together, putting all the spices together and making kimchi all together. They're like, we need enough. Ki- there wasn't enough kimchi. Like the harvest of cabbage wasn't as much as last year. So the community isn't going to have as much kimchi this year. That's insane. Which is like a nice thought because they're doing it all together. Every family is like partaking of the kimchi. But at the same time, like. You can't just go out and buy more kimchi or buy ingredients to make more kimchi. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's like a weird duality between everyone is very supportive of each other and, you know, but everyone also knows everyone's business. And there's like a threat with that as well. Because you never know who is, you know, possibly going to backstab you. Exactly. Like people could go ahead and tell tell on you and you could be sent to a concentration camp like that was a very real threat for them yeah yeah it is <laughs> so yeah. you you just never know if somebody is you know infiltrated there by the state 
and they're constantly being listened on, like eavesdropped. The town is bugged. And that's like one of the crew that later like comes into the Captain Ree's crew is the rat. They call him the rat. (laughs) And he's he's like the wiretapper guy. Yeah, he's the wiretapper guy. That's what he does all day long is listen to his neighbors and friends. Yeah. All day long. Which is insane. I mean, it's insane. I liked uh, in episode five the train people singing. Oh on yeah, the train. yeah, yeah, on the train. They were singing like about their wares and like we are the train people and we sell this and please buy our stuff. And it was like almost like propaganda. It felt like, like you know, you see a commercial for yeah, another country, for another like country. come visit whatever, right? And it's like the most picturesque thing you can think of, like the people singing on the train selling apples and oranges and wearing humbuck, I was like, this is like, I was shocked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It kind of reminds me of like, like you were saying, those advertisements. I always think whenever I, I think of a place that is trying to sell me to go there, I always Mm -hmm. think years ago, there was this one for uh, California. Come visit California. And it's every like Hollywood star like doing something different. Like one of them's at the beach and another one's taking a hike and the other one's snowboarding. And it's like Schwarzenegger's golfing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And all this stuff. And it's like, come to California and like all this stuff. So it it, kind of reminds me like that, that propaganda of like, it's great here. Look at how we live. It's perfect. (laughs) Yes. So that was really something to behold. I like uh, also in episode six, this is, I think, where there's like a weird, the show does such a weird job of the North versus South thing mm-hmm. because um, Rhee is talking to, Captain Rhee is talking to Seti and she's talking about her awful family dynamics and how her brothers are probably super happy that she's gone, super happy that she's probably dead. And he's like, you know, no, no, calm down. They're still your family. It can't be that bad, which is like crazy concept that the North Korean has a better outlook on family and filial love than the South Korean whose family is super ruthless. Because they're viewing it through the tint of family is all you have. Whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, in South Korea, they're kind of viewing it as, you know, family is here, Mm. but there's so much else in your life that happens that... You know, family sometimes doesn't actually come first. In a sense, yes. Although I feel like the her family is is really buck wild and nasty to each other, um, and that's I don't think that's part of the culture over there to right. be nasty to your family no, at no, all. No, of they're, course not. They're very big on you know loyalty to family, filial piety, and all that stuff. So for him to be like, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think it's true, is like wild to me it's wild mm. that he's like oh no i can't be that bad like you're sitting in north korea right now like what do you mean my family dynamics can't be that bad so um he debugs the room the hotel room that they go stay at really yeah you don't remember when he debugs yeah, the room? oh yeah you're like, right Whoa. and like yeah, like he like flips over a thing and he sees it and he's like yeah yeah, taking yeah. It. yeah yeah you're right you're right yeah so I have to bring this up because in episode six, they have like a, a, the first snow happens. Yes. So I told you about the first snow in, I think, the Boys Over Flowers episode. 
And in this episode, in episode six, she actually explains the mythology of it. She's oh. like, oh, <laughs> you don't know about the first snow. So the first snow, like the the cell phone lines go down because people are trying to get in touch with their loved ones, trying to get in touch with their significant others. It's basically if you watch the first snow or experience the first snow with somebody, you'll stay together forever. Like that's the mythology of it. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. So when she said that, I was like, holy shit, Rico. (laughs) (laughs) She said it, not me. Oh, man. Um, I liked episode seven as well. So then and her mom, they go to the village to shop for a newlywed apartment. And the Ajumas take them to the nearest like apartment building at the entrance to the village. (laughs) They're in the elevator and a blackout happens. Yeah. And everyone's real casual. They're like, oh, like, come on, like, we'll get you out of the elevator. And they're shocked. Like, so then and her mom are like, what is going on? They're like, whoa, it's a blackout. Thank God you're not on the 13th floor. My cousin was on the 13th floor and he had to walk all the way up and down. So your apartment's on the fifth floor. Like, that's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. The apartment has a fridge, but since the electricity is always spotty, they use the freezer (laughs) to store books and the fridge to store clothes. They're like, oh, it's a perfect size for books. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, what the hell? And then the goat in the bathroom. Oh, my God. They put like a little little goat in the bathroom. And then they kept chickens on the terrace. And they're like, oh, yeah, fresh, fresh eggs. It was I was dying dying it's it's visually it is some it's really funny yes yes same thing with uh when the boys finally go to south korea and the crew are they go into seti's condo and they're just like oh my god it's endless electricity oh my god look at all this warm water you don't have to there's warm water period um heated flooring like all these things in like the capitalistic country, they they kept saying the capitalistic, the country. capitalistic yeah. country. Is I, so good. I love that they re- make reference to it. Um, I can't remember which soldier it was, but one of the sol- yeah. one of the soldiers <laughs> like uses a term and is like, oh, for someone who doesn't like uh, this capitalist country, you sure are using a lot of their slang. <laughs> yes, exactly. So um, we're gonna switch gears. Let's talk about reconciling with mom. Because this show has a subplot about Seti's mom being a terrible stepmother right. to her. And they're not on good terms at all. Um, how did you feel about that subplot? Like, what did you think about it? Um, I didn't really care too much about it. <sighs> I really didn't. Uh, so, so I was like, can we move on, please? Damn. Yeah, I, I didn't really. It, it didn't really sh- like do anything for me is the thing so i liked it because it was it was different in that it didn't follow the necessarily like the trope for k-dramas in that the stepmother definitely hates (laughs) the stepdaughter and there is this real animosity between them like in this case the mom actually really loved her like the stepmom actually genuinely loved her right and you know, it was just a really huge com- miscommunication between them. And, of course, the whole abandonment thing when she was a child. Right, when she was a she child. abandons her on a beach. Um, and the mom definitely felt guilty. Like, her whole life, like, the whole of Seti's life, she's felt guilty about how she's treated her and about abandoning her and stuff. So I like it in the context of, you know Captain Ree can't be there for her. Right. And so... To have her mom 
be an advocate for her for basically the whole show and to get really close to her and understand her. You know, like Ree's there and he's going in and out because of the security, the NIS is taking him and bringing him back and all yeah. this stuff. It's kind of like precarious, but the mom sees him there and she understands that he loves her and he wants the best for her and he's not doing any harm to her. And actually, he's probably bettering her condition and like making her get well because of his mere presence. So she's right. really intuitive to what Seti needs. And I like when she goes to Seti and she's like, do you want to see him one more time? He's leaving today, like right now. And, you know, she asks her again. She's like, are you sure? I know you guys have said goodbye like a hundred times, but this is it. Like, do you want to see him? Do you want to see him? Exactly. Yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, I want to see him like a blubbering mess, of course. (laughs) So (laughs) I liked that reconciliation with mom. It felt very believable, even from episode one where, you know, mom's feeling guilty about the last conversation she had with Seti. But when she calls Seti, Seti's number one on her speed dial. And that says like a lot. That says a lot. That really shows basically that, in her moment of need, she knows who to go yeah, to. Yeah, she's number one. Yeah, exactly. not even her husband. Her She hasn't slept with her husband in I don't know how many years. They sleep in separate bedrooms. <laughs> they sleep in separate bedrooms. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the secondary love story, okay. which I think was very strong. Did yes. you have particular For, moments that you liked um, with them? Hmm. Now, when it comes to actual moments between them, I'm trying to think so, of a moment, but if you have something. I like when he, whenever he's like having a deep heart to heart with her, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's very good writing. Um, like in episode 10, he tells her like he basically spells the beans like, oh, I helped them escape back to South Korea. Yeah. And, you know, Ri is basically back at the outpost, not at home. And, he, you know, he didn't tell so then anything. She knows nothing at all. So she starts freaking out and um, he tells her he did it so she could get over her first love quicker, which who knows how true that was at that moment. I don't know if it was that. You know, he kind of caught he like, you know, stuck his foot in it and was like, oh, like this is actually what happened. You know, I did it for you. But he then drops like this truth bomb on her because she's like, I loved him first. Like. You know, he's mine, basically. I have this ownership over him. And he's like, it's an obsession. The love you once had has changed and is now rotting. You should throw it away. And I was like, damn, that's that That's a line. That's a line. So I really appreciated that he was a swindler, a con man. Yes, he was. But with <laughs> so then, he was completely truthful and himself the whole time. Um, I'm trying to, there's so many different examples of that. Um, like it's basically like the, the thief with the heart of gold type of thing. Like it kind of feels along that type of story in a way, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, for them, for in that, in that love story, of course. And I, I did appreciate that this love story at least, allowed me to pay attention and really like, okay, I like these characters. These characters Mm -hmm. are good. I do like the fact that this guy seems sleazy, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But like, you're getting like a really nice tender side to him. Like, yeah, I appreciate that. So Mm -hmm. that was good. Um, there were moments where I wanted a little more from her character, just a little bit. 
Oh yeah, she's basically the same as Captain. Yeah, Blaine. exactly. It, it's which know, is why they wouldn't have worked. <laughs> no, together as a couple, it's too much of the same thing between mm-hmm. the two of them. So no, uh, but I really do feel like they did a good job. They were good enough on the romances, both of them. Obviously, our first romance is really strong. This one is good. Mm-hmm. Out of the shows that we've watched, it's the one that I've actually thought, you know what? I actually like this couple. Mm. You know, so uh, you already know my stance is that for the most part, I could care less about the second couple in most exactly. of the, in most of the shows that we watched. This right. one, I was like, you know what? They're pretty good together. Yeah. Did you did you understand that late night ramen joke? No. Okay. Okay. So Sung Jung has late night ramen with Soldan. Okay. And he's like, it's kind of funny because they're having ramen together. But there's like a social implication to like having ramen with a man late at night. Um. So he t- he like he comments on it. He's like he educates her on like what this is. Having ramen with someone at night is basically like Netflix and chill. Yeah. Like it's a euphemism uh, for sex. Okay. So he's saying to her, like, if someone says, you know, would you like to have ramen with me? You have to say no. Oh, and she goes, why shouldn't I say yes? I like it. And he like almost drops his chopsticks. Like He's like, what? <laughs> he's like, what do you Whoa. like? Are you talking about like ramen, like literal ramen? Are you like talking about like or? men? Are you talking about me? And like later she answers him and she's like, no, I was talking about you. Like, I like you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Why shouldn't I have ramen with you late at night? Because I like you. Right. Oh, okay. It's so cute. It is. Oh my God. It is pretty cute. It's super cute. And then, of course, he stays up all night thinking about why she smiled at him because she, she smiled for the first time at him and he like loses his mind. Like he stays up all night. and He's like, what the hell? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Why was she smiling? So it's great. It's really good. Last thing I want to talk about for them is um, the bridge confession. Jesus. Oh, so, um, wait, hold he, on. Like, yeah, go ahead. He calls her at night to the bridge yeah. And he's being like chased. It's at great personal risk risk to him to have her come out and meet her on this bridge. And um, she's like insinuating that maybe Captain Reed doesn't like her because she's not attractive. And he basically tells her that she's amazing. She's pretty. She's direct quote, coy, haughty and unfriendly. And I just can't hate you. Like, oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> like, it's so good. And then he says, you make me want to become a better man. Are hey. you joking? That, and if then they there's, kiss? If there's not come a better on. line, I mean, come on. This is yeah. a line that you hear in so when when it's involving two people who are in love with, with each other and one is a certain way and then they, they throw out that line, it's just <laughs> magic. It's over. It's magic. And then they kiss and I'm just like, oh, I'm 100% committed to the second couple. Um, did you expect for him to die? No, I didn't okay. because I I never I. I never think that in a show like this they would go and you know kill off what I feel to be a major character. I, I'm not saying mm-hmm. the main character, yeah, yeah, but a major character. I never expect them to kill off. Yeah, me neither. But they me did. Neither. I was shocked. I when I watched it for the first time, I thought it was a joke at first, and then they showed like so then like grieving and i'm like oh my god did they really kill off this dude they straight up murked him yeah they <laughs> they murked him bro so <laughs> i kind of 
<laughs> on this watch, I, I'm so bad. So he dies on the ambulance, right? It's really emotional. But the paramedic is chill as shit. Yeah. Like he didn't, the paramedic no did not bother explaining to Soldan that the man just died in transit. No attempt at resuscitation, no CPR. He just takes his pulse, takes off the oxygen mask and is like, sits back like, all right, we got a few more nope. minutes to go. Yeah. Before we reach the hospital. <laughs> like really dumb. But I, this time I created a moment of levity in my head. And you know how in Forrest Gump? Oh, no. <laughs> when, what? In when Ford says, instead, he died right there by that riverbed in Vietnam. Like, I think of that line sometimes when characters die. And it came to me this time around when Sung Jung oh, like, died on the ambulance. And I died laughing. It was so stupid of me, but. That's pretty silly. Oh, God. I- it's I'll so say. silly. It is silly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh God. Okay, so let's switch gears to the main couple. Okay, I think this is what everyone is 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 really excited for when they watch this this drama is Hyunbin and um and I forgot her name. Sorry about it. Uh, uh, uh Sonia Jane. Or yeah. Oh yeah, Sadie is her her character's her name. character's name. Yeah, yeah. So we uh we asked we actually get a cool cameo in episode one. Jung Kyung Ho is another like. Hollywood star like celebrity he's actually um, in hospital playlist which is a really big drama as well it's, mm-hmm. if you can't already tell hospital it's a medical drama yeah I, yeah I don't know what gave it away I don't know what gave it away either but anyway <laughs> he is basically the boyfriend in episode one that she's caught like the paparazzi catches photos of her with him mm, okay so I'm sure you missed that you were just like oh yeah it's another dude yeah, it's just another but dude I was like me. oh my god <laughs> it's Jung Kyung Ho um <laughs> Did you get in episode one, actually, that when the dad said his dad gets out of jail and the his son, his son's daughter, uh, his son's wife gives him a cake made of tofu. Do you know why she did that? No. OK. No, I don't when know people why. get out of jail over in Korea. It's like a thing to have tofu after you get out. Tofu. Yeah. Tofu. OK. I, I don't know. I, I don't know, know the significance the of the tofu exactly, but I know that it's very common. Like sometimes it'll be throwaway. Like a character will come out of the police station mm-hmm. and like somebody they know will be waiting there and they'll give them like a wad of tofu. What? Okay. That's and they'll be like, weird. I like it's casual. Like they don't even have to reference why they're doing it. Okay, sure. Okay. Glad, I, I'm, I glad we no, could clear I, that up. I had no idea that was a thing. <laughs> um, episode two, there's another thing. She has a flashback and she's narrating her Doljanchi baby ceremony where she's like a baby and they have like a table of things in front of her and it's basically like a first birthday party it's very important in like Korean culture and whatever they choose on the table is supposed to be like oh like they're choosing their future and she says like I chose myself in when when I did that ceremony and then subsequently her brand is called Seti's Choice Seti's Choice (laughs) see (laughs) it all comes back around i know so let's talk about one subplot that involved our main couple and that was that they had met before in switzerland yes and it was under really interesting circumstances because he was there with soldan his fiance his fiance and she was there to die she was there to commit suicide suicide in like a beautiful picturesque place wild that the so, show went here 
wild. Um, this was probably the thing I liked least about the show on first watch is that they're so fated to be together. They actually met before in Switzerland and she heard this song that he composed for his brother and he played it once on a piano in on the banks of a fjord in Switzerland. She heard it, remembered it, played it back to him. And they're supposed to be together. Like, it's a sign. Yeah, it, I I felt like it was a little too much. Like, it was super hammy. Way too much like, oh, destiny and fate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they're yeah. supposed to end up together. I, I wasn't a big fan of it. I wasn't a big fan of it either. Even on this watch, I was like expecting it. I knew it was coming. And I was still like, like I don't like that. I really believe that their love story from she lands in North Korea Onward is just fine, like perfectly adequate, doesn't need this whole like backstory of them meeting and like he composed this song for his dead brother, but it brought her to him and made her want to live again it's, and all this. It's just it's too much, too much, way too much. So and look at I mean, she has a stupid good memory. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard a song once and been like, hey, can you? Tell me where the song is from and play it on the piano. Not like that, no. Not like I, that, bro. When I hear a song, sometimes I'll be like, huh, this song sounds pretty good. And then I'll think, wait, have I heard this before? <laughs> you know, I don't have like that great a memory. The you know? only song that I feel like I did that with was Coldplay's Clocks. Oh, I was a young thing when I first heard Clocks and it was such a great song. And the hook, right? You know, the staccato notes. And I was like, oh, my God, what song is this? And they I couldn't figure out what they were saying. Like, I couldn't figure out the lyrics at all. Right. <laughs> so I had this one like riff in my head for years. And then finally, I figured out it was Coldplay's <laughs> Clocks. Great. But. I feel Finality. like that's the only example that comes close to like this experience that Seti had. No, she but was like, she was just like <laughs> she heard it echoing in the, on the banks of the this village, and she sees this lone man on a dock playing an upright piano. Like ridiculous, it's just too much. Too it's much. too much. Exactly. Yeah. Um, in episode three, he ties up her hair. I feel like this is another thing. So, because we saw that in W as well, that he ties up her hair and it's supposed to be like a romantic gesture. Right. It's supposed to be a romantic gesture. Of So that one didn't catch me, you know, that much as much as because you've talked about it so much as like, when, like, like holding of the hands oh, or yeah. like the gripping of the arm. Uh, like, for example, there's an um, when they're in South Korea and they run into... Uh, the con man, that's what I'm going to call yes. him. And the con man grabs her by the hand and like the camera focuses right on it. Oh, oh, oh yes, yes, yes. In the elevator. In the elevator. And then like. Okay, they're still in North Korea. I think. Uh, they're still in North Korea at the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that caught me like, oh, this is a, this <laughs> there it is. a big deal. <laughs> they're holding hands. Yes looks bad it looks bad it looks bad because then yeah. he walks in on the elevator and they're still holding hands yeah so yeah so it does look bad yeah <laughs> um i like the awards she gives out to the crew before she like tries to get on the boat and leave in like episode three yeah 
Like she gives the kindness award. <laughs> She's like, do you want corn or money? And he's like, I'll take the corn. Thanks. Like really <laughs> just so bad. The K-drama dude <laughs> that he wants lunch with Choi after reunification. <laughs> oh, my God. Which she's an actress, a real actress. Oh yeah. The, yes, that's a real actress. And so, when she's in it later, he goes to South Korea, obviously, and he has like a surprise lunch date with her. Um, it's like a huge deal. A deal, and I'm yes, it's so cute. The callback is great. He quotes like the drama, and she's Back like, "Oh," yeah. and then she like finishes the line, yeah. and he's like so touched. It's so cute. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't get enough of it. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but every time uh, Hyunbin smiled, an angel got its wings. <laughs> so Hyunbin barely smiles in this, but when no, he does, barely, barely, he's got he has dimples. Okay, like people go wild for Hyunbin's dimples. It's a thing. Um, I like uh, oh their first kiss is early episode three because yeah, it's they do it to like evade the coast guard or whatever the border patrol yeah they have to like yeah. pretend that they're a couple and everything right he's like oh there's this way that all these people escape in like the south korean dramas and she's like what way what way do they escape boom plants one on her um i think it's cute like he he waits for her outside the senior colonel's house after like the birthday party for the yeah. neighborhood ajima and he just keeps riding his bike back and forth, trying to catch her as he as she comes out. Hey, like, I was just so in the cute. neighborhood. Type I know of, type of thing. it's like oh, <laughs> so cute. And then they have the clam bake with the soju in the shell, yeah, which looked delicious. Like I want to do that. Yeah, didn't that look delicious? It did. It did. So yeah, yeah, that's something that we can maybe look into doing. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, but he keeps like glancing at her, and their eyes meet over the fire. Ugh. Then he makes her coffee from scratch. <laughs> he hey. roasts the beans himself, grinds <laughs> them up, and then he gives he she gives him like the hand heart, which was a, a whole like thing. Right. You, you know the hand heart. Yeah, the whole um, thing. Yeah. I, I I'm not very good at explaining it, but yes. Okay, it's just like means I love you, but it's the shape of the hand when you do that is like the shape of a real heart, like of a, a real anatomically, heart. yeah. So and that's very popular. People do that all the time, that that pose. Um, she gets lost at the night market and he finds her using a scented candle. Yeah, he's holding oh it God. up, just like <laughs> looking for her with the scented candle. That was great. I know. So he, uh, they get they get got by Soldan. Yeah, and he do. comes home the next day after sleeping at his parents' house in Pyongyang. And she set up like a 38th parallel made of empty beer cans in the house. <laughs> she tells him not to cross the line. <laughs> so classic. Um, yeah, it's I think um, once they get to the send off, like it's so good. Right. Yeah, it is like once they start. I mean, obviously you have them going to Pyongyang to get her her um, passport photo. And he peels like a hot potato for her. And she suddenly is like, you're a good man, Mr. Ree. And one day you'll make a good husband and a good dad. I was like, oh, this wow. is love. This is love. She falls asleep on him and puts it, like his giant coat on her and then leans her head on his shoulder. Bye. Bye. This is love. This is love this right is here. This is love. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, he gives her this classic stay where I can see you line. Yeah. Have you noticed that they always, they kind of say some version of this line in the K-dramas? So, I stay mean. Stay where I could see you. I can't were, protect you unless I could see you. <laughs> I Not really something that I noticed. Uh, I apologize. It's not something that really oh. like came to mind while watching it. Yeah. He gives her this line and then I was like, there it is. <laughs> oh, okay. So it happens often. When, when there's a guy protecting a girl. Yeah, I think he, they even said it in the K2 as well. Ji Chang-wook was like, stay where I could see you. <laughs> stay where I could see you. Yeah. It sounds menacing um, the way you say it like that. <laughs> I mean, they don't, they don't say it like that. They say it like, I love you, Debbie, but you know what I, you know I, what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, she actually sings in episode six. Mm-hmm. When, she has like the picnic with the boys and she sings a song at their request. Um, that is the second drama in a row that we watch with the leading lady singing because Yuna sang this super hammy version of Amazing Grace in the K2 and we never talked about it. We never <laughs> I, did. And I was just I like, had it in why my notes. did this happen? I, I don't know why, but it's very, I don't want to say it's common, but I'm not surprised when a leading lady has to sing a song <laughs> in a K drama. <laughs> You're not well, surprised. Was, no, I'm just like, eh, here we go. um i really liked when he showed up on the motorcycle to save her oh yes there was like that whole motorcycle chase right yeah yes Yes, that was great oh my god so you loved it yeah yeah that was that was great that was a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) oh man but then he gets shot and she saves him by you know taking him to the hospital misses her her flight out with the national team of I don't know what it was. Uh, <laughs> was it a track team? Yeah, it was a track team. <laughs> That's hilarious because when they when she first lands in Korea, it's at North Korea, and she's running around the border. They're like, "Man, she's so fast! How is she so fast? This woman is the fastest woman ever!" And so they put her on the track team. <laughs> oh my god, that that was so silly, but it's almost hey. like a callback. Yeah, it really is. It, but it oh is. my god, it's so silly. I know it's so silly. Um, oh man, but then they kiss again actually outside the hospital, which is great. They do, and then the nurse later is like, There were these obscene, there was this obscene couple like kissing outside the hospital. Like, how dare they? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) there was a flashback also in that episode. It's a it's a date with Jung Kyung Ho, same guy from episode one. Yeah, and she asks if he recognizes the song on the piano, the song, he doesn't. It's teased so early as well. Like I can't. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense why you would do that. Like the story itself, the love story is fine by itself. You don't need to make it like, oh my God, it's it's destiny for them to have done this with this damn song. It makes no Did sense. you expect that Ree's dad would kidnap Sadie? No, no. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no, I didn't expect that. Okay. Um, I thought that was there was there was it necessary to kidnap her? No. Really? No. Right? I mean, she was like on the verge of getting caught anyway because the general bad guy had wiretapped the house and was like, "Let me know when they come back," and they had come back. Right. Stay. So, I mean, she was gonna get caught anyway, and actually, he does get caught. Yeah. Like they take him in, and she's not there because the parents took her. 
exactly. Yeah. Um, I like Ri's mom. It's, it is necessary because then we get to see Ri's parents in Pyongyang and it's like really um, the mom, I feel, stands out a lot because she's quick on the uptick. Like she feels very sorry for her son and she wants him to be like the sweet boy that he once was. She's like he was a very sweet boy like when he was younger. Yeah. And she's so compassionate towards Seti. Like she brings her food. She takes her out of the drafty attic room. And all that just like is very nice and comforting like versus her shitty ass family from South Korea <laughs> who want, <laughs> wish her dead and uh, are conspiring with, um, you know, Chinese smugglers and uh, North Korean p- political, you know, people. It's crazy. Yeah. But when he shows up at the parents house and he's like, where is she? Did you kill her? Oh, my God. I mean, you didn't you didn't man, feel something there. No, no, I felt you didn't something. feel something. There. Okay, no, I, I did. I thought it was a very romantic and very like, hey, he's he's making it well known what his feelings yes. are. Yes, yeah. He goes, if she's dead, my life will be a living hell. Like, jeez. And this this is this scene is the most we've heard him talk. Yeah, speak. because again, like his entire basically character is just like short, quick burst of like giving orders or just like quick little sentences. But here he like gets to actually express himself. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like this scene a lot. And then the whole reunion in front of the parents, the mom's Mm -hmm. like, don't die. She's right here. (laughs) Like brings her up. (laughs) It's super emotional. Ugh, crazy. And then that's when they have the drop off of the Southern demarcation line is at the end of that episode. But he steps over the line to kiss her. Oh my God. Ugh. I'm swooning. You are fine. You're I'm f- perfectly fine. I am fine. Uh, I'm. I like it. Don't. I'm don't. like sweating. Like just. I'm so excited. Like some of these scenes. I'm like remembering them. I'm like, oh my god, they're so good. So I'm gonna jump to the end of episode ten because the boys, the crew, lands in Seoul, and they are hilarious in Seoul. <laughs> they meet a comrade undercover. And it's fucking Kim Soo Hyun. He is the highest paid K-drama actor right now. This is a huge cameo. It's like the equivalent of Brad Pitt's stupid cameo in Deadpool 2. Like you're just like, uh, oh, oh my God. Oh, like, okay. yes. Gotcha. Um, the character is actually, he's reprising a role from the movie Secretly Greatly in 2013, where he plays a North Korean special forces spy undercover in a poor neighborhood in Seoul. And his persona, his undercover persona is this goofy, mentally challenged young man. Oh, wow. Which is why when like that dude calls him, he turns around and he's like silly all of a sudden. Oh, okay. It's all from that movie secretly from, greatly oh okay gotcha wow so i am so sorry that you didn't you didn't catch that but like I, it's yeah, a huge thing. like when he comes on the screen i mean huge also he starred in my love from the star he's the oh okay the love from the star he is the- <laughs> he's the alien <laughs> he is the love from the star. Yes, he is the love from the star. So um, it's just a great moment. And it's also in like the stinger to the episode. It's not even in the main part of the episode, which is crazy. <laughs> there you go. Um, I like when Seti's employees try to educate Ree about her tastes over some lunchtime subway. 
<laughs> oh my god. The subway. It, it, it was only a matter of time till, till we saw it. It was only a matter of time till we saw it. <laughs> it was gonna happen. Having, it was gonna happen. I hated every minute of it. Of course. Because um, it's subway. It's subway. Multiple times they go to subway. Ugh. And and for people who are listening and if you don't know subway, because maybe there's um, you know, a subsect of people who don't interact with Subway, don't know about it or anything. Uh, Subway is fast food, supposedly healthy sandwiches or, you know, like good fresh eats. No, that sucks. It's Subway is awful. It's awful. And like it's bad. The fact that like Subway is basically like the biggest (laughs) ad sponsor, the biggest in product in you know product placement (laughs) placement. in in any of these korean dramas is just astounding to me i know i know so we're gonna jump to episode 12 memories of the alhambra you never saw this drama no but i did and this is like the drama right before this one that hyunbin starred in okay they have a memories of the alhambra callback in this episode the magne of the group is playing an online game. Like the this the youngest member of the crew. Mm-hmm. He's like the seventeen year old. Yeah. He's at he's playing an online game. Requests an alliance with a tomato cultivator, <laughs> and the user declines. You get the tomato cultivator thing? No. Cause she gave him a tomato plant oh. in North Korea. Oh as yeah, a gift. yeah yeah yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. And he declines, and then they end up dueling. Cut to Captain Ree playing, and they insert the song from Memories of the Alhambra, like that Spanish guitar that doesn't fit at all no. with the OST. That's from Memories of the Alhambra. Like every time they were playing the online game, the video game, they played this song, and it was like, it's a major callback. Like for him to be playing a video game again. Yeah. And then for them to play the music, I was just like, I was in tears. I was in tears. It fits so well. And it's just fan service. It's great fan service. <laughs> <laughs> so if, you, if you've if you watched the drama from before, like it'll really like tie in. Clear as day tie in. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. Oh, my God. But they have this tender moment. They drink like soju at the house and Ree confesses that he doesn't want to go back. Yes. Oh, my God. Then he says, I want to marry you here and have a child that takes after you. I'm on, I'm done. I'm on the floor. Um, then he goes, I like, or she goes, I like girls. And he goes, I like twins. Bye. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm done. Like they cannot be sweeter in these moments together. And that's why people like come back to these K-dramas. To the it's like K-dramas. moments like these. Yeah. And then the reunion of the crew with Re. I was, I mean, Good I can't. It was. It was so emotional for the guys. They were like, oh, my God, Captain Ree. And they hug him. He's like, how did you guys get here? He's all teary. And then they reunite with Seti. And Seti's like, how did you guys get here? Like, it's just so It's a great beautiful. moment of reunion among yes. all of them. It's it's really great. Um, The couple rings in episode 13. Have you seen couple rings yet in K-drama? Not that. No, I haven't. I, okay. I don't think I have unless like I, I blanked on it, but I don't remember seeing it. I don't remember if Oh, there might have been no, those weren't couple rings, those were marriage rings in W. So couple rings are basically 
marriage rings, but they're like promise rings. And they do that in K-drama at the very least. <laughs> I don't know if it's so popular as to be like actually in the culture over there in mm. South Korea, but I've seen it so many times in K-drama where they just, it's almost like a proposal, but not really. Oh, okay. It's yeah, literally oh, so a promise it's, ring. Yeah, it's like the promise rings here. Yeah, here but guys get them too. Like it's not just for girls. Just it's not. Also oh, for guys. okay. So it's not just for girls. They get couple rings. They match. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh huh. Um. In this episode, Hyunbin goes on a twenty to one fight with literal wooden sticks, and then the crew shows up as backup. The shot of the boys walking in front of the car headlights in slow motion. You're like nodding your head like, yeah, (laughs) money shot. That's exactly what it is, money shot. (laughs) But then Seti gets shot. Right. Okay. So here's also what I didn't like on first watch and second watch is that Seti gets shot once, gets in a coma, almost dies from sepsis later. Yeah. And the bad guy gets a back alley... Like surgery with no, presumably no anesthesia. He had, he got shot four times, survives, has clearly was suffering from an infection the way he was profusely sweating after that. And then he finally gets shot up like Swiss cheese when SWAT show up. Like Swiss cheese. I am so mad that like Seti is like laid up in bed for almost the rest of the show. Yeah. But this bad guy is like fine. Like he's on the move. Yeah, he's no writing problem. emails. He's fine. It's printing yeah. emails. <laughs> like it's dumb. So I didn't like that at all. I thought that was really inconsistent. Um, because you're sidelining a character like almost for no reason. <sighs> like I like the fact that there's a lot of comedic stuff that happens while she's asleep. Like while you were sleeping. Um because the wiretapper like takes it upon himself upon himself to like tap the room. Yeah. <laughs> tap a room and they're the boys are constantly listening in and they're they're staying up to date. Ree is there, he doesn't leave her side. So it's nice in that respect, but also like too melodramatic. Right. I, I see yeah. what you're saying. And then the boys were eating Subway when they heard her wake up. <laughs> Good lord. I know. Subway. Um so uh, the moment where the bad guy dies, though, like he still manages to give this whole monologue as he's lying there dying. And he tells her, like, the jig is up. You can't go back to North Korea. Your parents are going to be executed. All this stuff. And I'm like, he was already shot four times. And now he's got I don't know how many bullet holes in him. <laughs> and he's still talking back like it's crazy. Yeah, that's uh um, it's just the trope of letting the, either the bad guy or, or basically anyone get off like that last line, you know, it's I a trope. I didn't like that. I still don't like that. He got so much play and was so active and like Seti is like, she has a few words with Ri and then she like collapses. Like I'm like, but like really homegirl, like get it together. So <laughs> that's what I, I didn't like that. But the way, oh my God, but the look on Ree's face when, after the guy dies and he's like realizing all this stuff, he's like, oh man, should I just uh, kill myself right now? Like the way he like held the gun by his head too. Yeah. 
I, it was just, he's t- it totally it's, crosses mine to commit suicide. Yeah, it's it's dark. Yeah. It is dark in that It moment. is. Yeah. Sure. And then it's emotional when the crew gets arrested at the hospital and she comes down and she's like, take me instead. Like, I'll go with them. They did nothing wrong. And like, they still get taken out by yeah, NIS. Yeah, still get taken. Oh, it's so sad. It's so emotional. It's like the breakup. It's like a twofold breakup <laughs> because it's between her and the boys and like her and Ree. <laughs> yeah. It, and it, man, there's a lot of moments where it like pulls at your heartstrings because you're like, oh, I don't want them to be split up. I, I want them to, you know, obviously end up happy and stuff. Yeah. But you're just like, you know, with every with the whole North Korea thing looming, it's kind of like, oh, I don't know, man. It, it, are they going to end up all happy, everyone? You know? Yes. Talk to me about the border goodbye. Okay, so the border goodbye, it was so over the top dramatic, right? <laughs> but still necessary because, yeah. you know, like you have both sides kind of like, okay, we don't want any problems. Let's just, you take yours, we'll take ours, just in a single file. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the slow motion walk over the yellow line. And then all of a sudden you hear her screaming, yelling, and, you know, she's running. And then he's like, no, you don't run. And then he... When he said don't run, oh, <laughs> They're trying me. They're, They're trying me. It, they really are. They're trying us. Yeah. And, They're trying us. <laughs> and it's... Look, I, I love the fact that they love each other, but just a tad bit over the top. Just a tad <gasps> bit over the just that a tad border bit. goodbye is perfect. It's perfect K drama. Oh, okay. So under K drama rules, then yes, it is. Oh perfect. my god! Even okay, fine. <laughs> you <laughs> have to put a qualifier on it. Like you're right. Under K drama rules, this is great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn, you're upsetting me. <laughs> I am sorry about that. But Ree's mom, let's talk about her because that bitch is hard. She said to the dad. You better bring back our son and don't get hung up over what will happen to me if something happens. I will follow right behind you guys. And she literally has like the suicide powder already in front of her on the table. Yeah. I was like, damn, that bitch is horde. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let's talk about Daddy Ree because he shows up with his own squad and kills the military director. Did you see that coming? No, no, I didn't because, like, they have them surrounded in the woods and you think, oh, this is it for them. But I figured that it can't be it for them because we have to have some type of happy ending, right? Right. But I didn't know how they were going to get out of it. Were they going to just talk their way out of it? No, we want a trial. Like, I'm like, (laughs) This guy's not going to give you a fucking trial. He's ready to kill you right now. So, but, you know, to kind of my surprise, you know, out of nowhere, they like come out here and they start firing on their own men. And yeah, so it took me by surprise. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad something took you by surprise. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that ending. I like when he's sitting in the car with his dad and he's like, How's Seti? And he goes, she's fine. And like, he just starts like quietly crying. Like his eyes start tearing up. Mm. And the dad's like, are you crying? (laughs) Just randomly. Yeah. (laughs) And he doesn't actually like tears fall, don't fall. No, they just like, 
The, and the look on his face is just so like he's holding it together by th- by very little. By very little, like anything will trigger him. Yeah, anything. Yeah. I don't know how he didn't cry because when someone says, "Are you crying?" and I'm about to cry, I just start crying. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> I'm yes, crying. yes, I am. <laughs> um, the, she finds all the post-it notes and the food that he stocked in the kitchen, all the scheduled text messages, the book rearranging to I love you, to say I love you. All these things, I, I thought they were too hammy. Yeah. It, I didn't like it. I think it should have just skipped over to, you know, montage maybe of her like going about her daily routine. Yeah. And then, you know, voiceover, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting or whatever. Maybe the talk with her mom where she's disappointed and she like, I went to Switzerland. He wasn't there. I couldn't mm. find him, all this stuff. Yeah. All that and then just cut to the final scene. Right. Because the thing about the final episode is that we get like the. It's not the final scene. We get them meeting in Switzerland. We get the whole like this, you know, the hills are alive with the sound of music, (laughs) you know, like sweep over shot. Yeah. But then there's still more. Yeah. Like that's where the show should end. That's where it needed to end. Uh And they kept going because they got to fill an hour and a half. No, two hours in the finale. <laughs> so that that so you drove didn't... me up the wall. Okay. Talk more about the ending. Did you like, was it just, you didn't like the r- arrangement that they had and stuff? Um, The arrangement didn't make sense because it was like, meet me in Switzerland. Okay. When? Where? Just randomly? Like he's just going to be standing there. Like there's no right. concrete plan as to how and when they're going to meet. It just happens to be that she goes paragliding again in Switzerland. What was she doing this every single day? <laughs> was she like just going back and forth? Like maybe today's the day that I'll run into him on the mountains in Switzerland. Like, come on, man, you got to come up with a plan. So I'm glad that they ended up together, but come on. The way they ended up together is like, it doesn't make any sense. Like I 100% agree with you. Ugh. 100%. There's I'm nothing glad. else to say. I'm glad. It's I'm just glad. like, I guess it's a happy ending, but like, I need details. Like, I can't even go meet you if I don't know where we're meeting. Like, you can just say, hey, I'll meet you in, <laughs> I'll meet you in Switzerland. Switzerland. When? Where? where? When? What time? What should I wear? Doesn't like, make sense. No. Does not make sense. Oh my God. <laughs> Like you and me, like we'll go to a movie and it's like, oh, where did you park? You know? Yeah, 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 like, exactly. You know, stupid things like that. Oh, so Damn. dumb. But yeah. I'm glad that they ended up together. Yeah, same. But scenic, you know, shot and oh everything. Oh my God, but, so picturesque. Oh yeah, I know. Oh my God. And Hyunbin wearing a turtleneck? Oh. That man should live in a turtleneck. <laughs> 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 so okay. I, have, okay. I have this theory we'll we'll end right now but i have this theory that men look better in a black turtleneck period it doesn't matter who it is um i think i'm willing to go with you there yeah uh because have you seen our boy oh of course you have but you remember in x-men first class michael fassbender oh my god why are you bringing that up right now i can't because. deal with him being as it is now you're bringing a fastbender in a turtleneck because he he's in a turtleneck. It doesn't matter like who it is to me. Like 
actually it happened the epiphany happened on a k-drama where the lead wasn't that attractive to me and then he comes out in a turtleneck and i was like i beg your pardon (laughs) one of those situations huh yeah yeah so um hyunbin just keep it coming like keep doing what you're doing like let them work on you let them give you the the pea coats and the trench coats and the (laughs) black turtlenecks and the black turtlenecks (laughs) it works every time it's like the bend and snap (laughs) Oh my god. So first X-Men first class and now I don't know. Human and crash landing on you. Oh my god. Oh man. All right. Is there anything else you want to add to this really in-depth review of crash landing on you? No, I don't have anything else. I think that you how do you feel about like the love stories we've seen so far? Uh, the love stories themselves. I think this one might be the best one. The star-crossed lovers do it for you. I think so. Yeah, for the okay. most part. Okay. Um, I think that two people who should not be together ending up together is is a good storyline just about any time. Mm-hmm. Um, and not in a sense of like, oh, like... A bad example of it is like in high school, it's like, oh, the nerd and the jock and whatever. No, I don't mean like that. I mean, like there are forces keeping two people apart and they are fighting those forces, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mm -hmm. that I appreciate that. I like so out of the love stories that we've seen. I remember your your like the way you reacted when I said that I wasn't really feeling the love stories in most of these. This one is better. This one's better than the ones that we've seen so far. So you'd say it's the best one you've seen? The best one I've seen out of these K-dramas, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So That's good. I points like that. for that. Oh, did you want to update us on your top five? Okay, so I'm tr- trying to remember the exact order of the top five. I know what my number one is and my number five is. I know that order for sure. So um, last time we checked, the order was... My number one show was um, Signal. Signal, yeah. My number two show was um, the K2, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah, yeah I the think K2. So. Uh, my third favorite show was uh, Descendants of the Sun. Uh-huh. Number four was W. Number five was Boys Over Flowers. Yeah. So now Crash Landing on You has come along and that has moved up into the third spot so now it's signal um, k2 k2 crash Crash landing landing, uh w and now in the fifth spot is descendants of the sun wow boys over flowers is falling out of the top gone yeah (laughs) i mean on a list of five it has to be five so now in a list of six it's gone oh i thought crash landing would be higher you thought it'd be higher than three? Oh yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. yeah um, wow. You still love Signal. Signal, love it. I love the concept. Oh. I love the plot. I just <laughs> just oh, need to tighten God. it up a little bit, just a tad bit more, and you know. This, but that's clearly my number one. It's gonna take an interesting show to break it. Oh my out God. Of my number one spot. All right. So have no fear. Have no I fear. Try, I will try have and no deliver. Fear. Yeah, I'm curating this journey and I feel like I have to get another like signal on here. 
Mm. Mm. But I know that you're you're t- I know that you're gonna like a certain type of show. And like so far, I thought Crash Landing would like do it for you as far as romance. And you're just like, it's the best of these. And you're just like not sold on it being the best that you've seen, period. Um, on oh, any yeah. of these. No, no, just on any of these. No. So Crash Landing, I know, is a very popular show and everything. But like <laughs> it's still not anywhere near as good as Signal. Oh, my God. Nowhere near. Okay. All right. I will try and get another signal. Like as far as the quality that you believe signal is, like I need to follow through on it. If you can right. find it. I will try. I will try. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. <laughs> that's been our show. I'm Jessica and I'm Rico and this has been the ATC presents Daybok K Rambles podcast. My I'm here and I'll be there